DarbyCast, Politics Thursday. You've probably got a lot on your mind. I probably have different things on my mind. Surprise, surprise. So before I sat down at the old uh, mic, the old microphone, the old mic check. Mic check. What's Fred Durst up to? That's a good question. But I was thinking that time is money and knowledge is power. But if money can make you powerful, then time is knowledge. And if you gain knowledge over time, and that equals wisdom, then wisdom is money. Boom. Gotcha. A couple of uh, mathematicians out there will be able to work backwards from that. Yeah. Wisdom is money. And I mean that very much in the Guy Fieri sense of eating a, a cheesy uh, platter of fries and saying, this is so fucking money. And he just, you know, boy, does he just lose control, right? You know what I'm talking about. His pants. Give him a towel, right? So politics. You know, I've uh, earlier in the week, earlier in the week, we talked about a very important concept that might emerge from the chaos of, uh, of the world. There's so many different options, but I think the route that makes the most sense, if I can reiterate from Monday's episode, blood sport, I would say that that would be a constitutional gladiatorship where uh, we institute dueling and it's televised, but we still keep the constitution because you know. You know, these fucking idiots are going to try to subvert the Constitution. Are they not? Highest law in the land. They're going to say, we don't want it anymore. It's lame. They're going to say something stupid like that, right? You say, who are they? And I'm saying probably Chuck Schumer. And if you haven't gotten a chance to see any recent uh, video footage or pictures of our boy Chuck, boy, what is he doing with that tribal? African scarf around his neck. It's like, Chuck, what are you doing? It's not Halloween yet. And we all know that you didn't have that at home. You went out and bought that and you look like a jackass. But that's neither here nor there. It isn't. So do I talk about the constitutional gladiatorship? I might, but I feel like it kind of, it's self-explanatory. And that any explanation that I would give to it would just be beating you over the head with things that you already understood. You're doctors after all, PhDs, right? So I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in and um, ignoring the reality show that is American politics, dipping out, tending to the garden that is your mental health and saying, no, I don't want to be part of the online uh, schizophrenia suicide cult of the extreme social justice warrior movement. Boy, are they a rough bunch. Are they not? Just, you know, there's probably a couple well-intentioned people in there. But, you know, you go on social media, and this is political. How many of these uh, trashy chicks who you know, typically post pictures that maybe show a little side butthole. 
in uh, in a perverse attempt to seek out male attention because their fathers didn't give a shit about them. That's where it stems from. You know, it's true. And they all just overnight became civil rights activists and attorneys. They threw their buttholes aside and they're like, it's time to do something that matters. But you know the way these chicks are wired, do you not? That like, it's all part of their quote unquote brand, even though they're not selling anything except for their souls. You understand? Um, It's very interesting to me that you get these chicks who are like, I'm down for the cause. Black Panther Party. I would have been a part of it. And it's like, what are you talking about, Katrina? What are you talking about? I don't know if you know. Yeah, the whole thing. And like, let me let me just kind of like throw this out there. The fact that like huge mega corporations that are doing quite well, I would say uh, the huge corporations in this country are in, in the world are doing quite well for themselves. As soon as they kind of like tacked on to, quote unquote, the movement, um, didn't that set off some red flags for people? Weren't they like, wait a second. So the establishment is for chaos. They are apologetic towards arson and looting? Question mark. Is this this should be a red flag. This my baloney meter should be going off. And you're saying, what's a baloney meter? It's just your uh, some people call it the bullshit threat matrix. And it's like, what? Uh, when something is so out of whack that you're like, I don't I don't think that plays. You know, my baloney meter went off when I saw Chuck Schumer wearing a like African Kwanzaa print uh, sash around his neck. I was just like, what are you doing, Chuck? Like, I don't know what kind of dude you are, but it isn't Halloween and nobody's buying it. And the people who are buying it, you know, those uh, trash chicks who are trying to build their brand. And be like, I'm down for something. Can we just talk? You know, let me, I might bounce around. Okay. But can we just talk about the commodification of, um, let's work maybe back to the 1980s before our economy really spiraled out. You know, actually you can trace this back to, uh, the episode yesterday, fountain of youth, gold standard. As soon as we got off the gold standard, our currency, uh, got pretty interesting. Did it not? And then in the 80s, it really ramped up and we just started saying, hey, print it. Let's throw around as much debt as possible. Whatever. Whatever. So you used to have, you know, really since the 1980s, mass media really picked up, advertising really picked up, and you had the commodification of identity through products, through the lifestyles, through your house, through the your car, the things you owned, right? And then... That went on for a while. Then people started doing blow and taking it kind of far, but they had a good time. Then they had kids. Then those kids are now the millennials, right? And millennials don't have, for the most part, they don't have the kind of scratch that their folks did. Um, Or they just choose not to uh, submerge themselves in crippling debt unless you took out student loans and got a really idiot degree, in which case I feel kind of sorry for you. But I also say you should punch your parents in the face and say you blew it. Yeah. What kind of 
parents sign off on like, we're going to get you a master's in lesbian dance therapy and you're going to go far. I'll tell you what kind of parents do that. Ones who are not financially literate and look no further than the ones who just said debt. You mean free money in the 1980s. Then they have kids. Then those kids get massive amounts of debt in student loans. Or you've got um, you've got the kids who just don't really want to spend money. They're not about that, right? Why is the question? Why? Millennials, they don't have as much scratch. They don't have as much money. So we get into the what's called the commodification of experience. You understand where you ever notice all these broads who are like, I don't know, in their, they're like eh, 26 to 34. And you've seen them on dating apps. You've seen them out in the world. You've seen them on social media where they're like, I just want to travel. I want to go to Bali and I'm going to fucking, oh my God, I just saw this. I saw these two monkeys and they looked at each other and then they looked at me and I was like, oh my God, spirituality much? Uh Right? So you have the commodification of experience. And of course, you aim it at chicks because chicks are the vehicle. I hate to say it, ladies, but you are more susceptible to emotions-based advertising, which is all advertising is. The numbers are out there. 80% of ads targeted at ladies. Sorry, ladies, that's just the truth. And you fall for it because you're more empathetic than us idiot ruffian bros. Listen, I'm kind of susceptible to it, but not in the way uh, that you are. Like you see a monkey on a commercial and some Sarah McLaughlin kind of overlaid as the track. You don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. They could sell you meth after that. And you'd be like, it's the right thing to do. Yeah, all objectivity goes out the fucking window. These people are exceptional at it, okay? But since you don't have a whole lot of money, Katrina and friends, they want to hit you with something that you can't afford, which is the commodification of what? Experience. So you travel around the world and you get piped by some stranger named, you know, Dylan. And uh, he's Australian and he talks funny and really he's just an alcoholic who doesn't know a whole lot, but it's disguised in his silly voice. And so you think you're becoming cultured. You're like, yeah, I fucking I got I got slayed by an Australian guy and his friends jumped in uh, a couple times and you've got uh, more experiences. You've got festival culture, right? You've got festival culture. Uh, You go to the raves. You go to the Coachella's, the stagecoach, you take your pictures, you show everybody, look at what I did, right? Everything is just kind of like this weird, um, it's a new kind of currency. You got to use the currency that's in circulation, but you think you're making your own currency, some kind of a uh, social credibility by checking off boxes that end up being pretty hollow. Because you end up coming back from your vacation and you're like, whoa, my thoughts are still the same. And I'm, I, um, I just added to my sexual partner count and I'm never going to see those people again. I'm never going to see those people again. I'm never going to see Dylan and he's never going to look me in the eye and say, good day, babe. Mind if I, uh, chuck it in your dumper? Mind if I, uh, 
mock you up a little bit in the dampa, right? You understand what I'm saying. So enter now with the weapon of mass destruction that social media has become, nuking the minds of the youth in a very big way, in a very big way. And you have what? And it's, I'm not going to lie, it's really targeted more at ladies and then liberal chicks. Boy, can liberal chicks just get taken for a fucking ride. And it's not like any fault of their own. A, they've got shitty parents. And B, the ads, they just go way too hard on them. And the ads are compelling. They're good. It's just like a dolphin and Sarah McLaughlin or a monkey and Sarah McLaughlin. Or, you know, some kind of video. And then being like, if you want to be a good person, you have to believe this. Like, share, send it. Educate yourself, educate others. Yeah, now we have what's called the commodification of values because nobody can afford anything anymore, right? And that is very much a reflection of our economy being completely busted. Yeah, if you play GTA, it's wasted, right? Whatever. Yeah, that sounded stupid, but listen, listen, dudes are having their pockets ravaged by microtransactions as they play video games and have their frustration tolerance lowered uh, by just these ridiculous data-driven metrics. You turn these kids into little spazzes doing their Fortnite dances and God knows what else. Meanwhile, you've got these gals who are trying to uh, become some sort of something on social media. Let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way. Do you not have any, uh, if you're on social media, do you not have at least one friend who's a chick who's like trying to make it as like a fitness model, which is just code for like your face isn't hot enough to be um, in the big time. And it's like, but some of these chicks, they're still pretty good looking, but they've set the bar too high. And so they realize that they're floundering. So what are they doing now to quote unquote, build their brand, which I don't know what kind of brand you're building, babe. Because it seems as though the market is flooded with these um, kind of uh, second rate uh, quasi prostitutes. And you're saying, you must hate chicks. I'm like, no, it's just I don't like what what's um, the way their mindset has shifted. But mm, that's not necessarily their fault. Let me absolve you. Ladies, if you're listening to this and you are fuming inside, let me absolve you of the responsibility of being a complete train wreck. Okay, your parents, they didn't know what was going on. They wanted to get uh, two C-dues and a um, and a five bedroom house with a pool and they didn't need it. Okay, but they got duped into it because it sounded sexy and everybody was doing it. But now you're doing other stuff and it's gotten to a level where we are going to the commodification of values and the virtue signaling. It is at nuclear levels right now. Like I said, social media, weapon of mass destruction, psychologically at least. I legitimately think that there is a behind the scenes suicide cult that is kind of being like, hey, what if we get these people to go so insane that they just start offing themselves? That's a really dark thought, but I don't think that's necessarily out of the question. So yeah, how does that uh, translate over into politics? You got the ads, you got the emotional ads, you put a little Sarah McLaughlin in there, you put a little Katy Perry, you just have that 
there's probably like a list of maybe like 50 songs that are like really female empowermenty, like yay women. I'm a survivor, you know, things like that in that vein. And you just overlay that onto a social cause. And then you put a dance to it, like the Macarena or the backpack dance. And then the chicks are into it. And then you've got the dudes who are complete pushovers who are like these, um, these uh, rapists in waiting, right? You know who you are. If you're going to the rally and you're just trying to get down with that chick and you're like, oh, maybe if I can go up to this rally, she'll give me a handy J. And it's like, dude, why don't you stop? Like you, you need to lift weights. You need to get some friends. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I kind of suck a little bit right now. I don't need to. These ads aren't targeted at me. I'm chasing these just awful chicks who are completely uh, head in the matrix, hive mind brainwashed. And it's all, it's not their fault, but you dude, it's your fault. You're, and there's a word for it now. You're simping. I never heard that. That uh, word kind of blew up on the scene for me. And, uh, you know, I saw that in a couple internet videos. Be like, you're a simp. It's a good, um, you know, it used to be that you were a cuck, a little cuck McGuck. But now you're a simp. And I don't really know what that means, but it probably means you're overly sympathetic to causes that are um, your your head's in the wrong place. You're just kind of a vijay. But do you see how this do you see how this works? You get the commodification of houses, jet skis, move it to the commodification of experience in travel. Then you move it over to the commodification of values and it becomes highly politicized. You understand, like at least in a, I don't know, kind of low key baseline way, you probably get it. I think conceptually, and you might not agree with all the points and be like, I'm an independent thinker. And that's why all my attitudes and beliefs are echoed and mirrored by corporate organizations that have an ability to um, blitz out messages and influence people unlike the, the face of the planet has ever seen before. And it's not a, it's not a religion, but like, we, um, it's not, I'm telling you, it's not, it's like Katrina, you've been indoctrinated into a weird religious cult. Like you got to turn off the social media, babe, go outside, ride a bike, right? You ever been to the Netherlands? You ever been to, uh, you see the chicks there, they're very well regulated and this is totally uh politics Thursday. It's political. You see the hot chicks on bikes, HCOB. H Cobb, hot chick on a bike. If you're a gal and you're hearing this and you're like an aspiring model, whatever the hell that might mean to you, when really you're just kind of exposing like uh, your private parts to complete strangers. And, uh, you know, most of your audience is like these despicable uh, perverts. You know, maybe you just say, I'm going to go ride a bike one time. I'm going to hit the bike path and see where it takes me. Yeah. Yeah. So listen. Politics, it's going in a weird direction, going in a weird direction, and rightfully so. Um, you basically have, uh, you've got a hard wire into most people's minds, just that direct super highway of information where you can blitz them with so much shit all the time that, of course, their views are going to um, change over time and become more extreme, more radical because they want to listen. I'm going to drop some truth bombs on you. Okay. Dudes 
like to seek out challenges for the most part when gals like to seek out uh, validation. Okay. So when gals feel like everybody's in on their values, which have come totally top down and it is not grassroots at all, you might think it is. And in a lot of ways, there are some movements that are in fact grassroots, but boy, do those get hijacked quite quickly. And then you get these uh, chicks who are just starved for attention and validation. And uh, boy, are they addicted to social media because it gives them the feedback loop as if somebody gives a shit about them when really all of their um, in-person relationships are deteriorating and uh, they end up taking care and uh, tending to their online persona as if it were a child because they are, uh, they've been traveling around the world getting dicked down by Dylan, the Australian. And then uh, they end up and they're like, oh, wait, I'm no longer fertile. And then so their new little baby is their... Uh, is their online persona sound familiar? Question mark. Yeah, this one might be a little too real. It might be a little too raw, tough to tolerate for uh, for some people. They're going to, you know, you're going to rip into this one and you're going to be like, you're a sexist fucking piece of shit. And I'm going to say, no, that's not true. And then like a uh, typical, has that ever happened to you? Let me just ask you this. Has anyone ever hit you with that that politically and morally damning absolute where they call you a racist, sexist, homophobe or a bigot or maybe a transphobe, maybe something like that? And then let's say they call you a sexist, right? They're like, you're a sexist. Or you're a chauvinist or you're a misogynistic, right? Misogynistic. What does that mean? It means you hate women. I don't know a lot of people who like hate women. I think uh, there's a lot of great gals out there. And uh, and that's just very insincere. And they're power words, right? They're um, you could throw out something very nuanced, right? Like I feel like I'm laying this out here in a way that's quite fantastic, complex. Shed some light on some things, does it not? Boom, gotcha. You're in check. I'm coming in for the checkmate. Get wrecked, right? But then you know you get some psychopathic uh, loser and. They come up to you and they say, you're a sexist, you're a pig. And you just say, no, I'm not. And then they say, it's very, um, it's a logical fallacy and it's very emotionally manipulative. And they say, sounds like something a sexist would say. Of course, a sexist would defend themselves. So you can't really engage with people who are using these um, ridiculous arguments trying to assume the moral high ground just because they can call you names. It's very insincere. And uh, it's kind of, it's very pervasive right now. And uh, it's a great way to get people to shut the fuck up. Like, I don't know if you've ever been out and about, or if you're Canadian, if you've ever been out and boot, and somebody has come up to you and been like, you are a piece of shit. And you're like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yes, you are. And it's like, I don't know where we go from here. Like, I just don't want to talk to you. And that's kind of, I think, what's going to happen as a result of um, the ad hominem, the character attacks. You have the uh, commodification of values and you get people jumping on board and then you have the dude simping and being like, I love you. I love the cause. And it's like, dude, like you... Two weeks ago, you were an immunologist. Does that not like, can you, can you kind of see your progression 
guys and gals, if you're really plugged into uh, into the social media, that like you've gone in a very short time period from being an epidemiologist to a civil rights activist. And you think that like you've never posted about stuff like this before, but then all of a sudden everybody's posting about it and you're like, well, I want to seem like a good person. So I might as well, whether you have any uh, sympathy for the cause or not, it's kind of um, like a couple things. A, relax. B, maybe you step back for a second. And you're like, is this organic? Are these my own thoughts or are these thoughts uh, kind of part of the group validation and group think that comes from uh, being in a echo chamber? And people are like, well, my values are strong and they are my own and I thought of them myself. And it's like, hey, parents, you ever wonder why your kids are all these old fucking commies? Right? And you're like, what's the deal with these commie kids? Let's, why do they all have the values of a super aggressive left winger as if they were from San Francisco and that they weren't just a regular San Franciscan who liked um, cricket burgers and spider smoothies out of mason jars? We're talking the ones that are really um, the ones that aren't on the level. But you're like, why are my kids so uh, progressive in a way that seems like they're insane? And it's like, you do realize that's where all these companies that make the technology, that's kind of where they're located. You do realize that if you don't have those politics, that you get excommunicated from their uh, their little religious uh, techno church, right? And then they kind of have this uh, perfect storm of one-upping each other on their progressive values until it becomes absolutely so absurd that you can't quite discern um, what is a hyperbolic satirical joke and what they actually believe because uh, jokes and reality are now converging because it's like Chuck Schumer, you're wearing a Kwanzaa scarf and it's like, dude, when are people going to just stop buying it and being like, this is fucking, this is kind of nuts. I don't know. I don't know. And maybe I'm a bad guy, right? Maybe I just don't get it. People are saying, this is very insensitive to the black community. And I'm saying, listen, I am all for the black community, but I'm against the organization of Black Lives Matter. And you're saying, what the fuck do you even mean? And I'm saying it's the same thing as how I am very pro-women, but I am against feminism as an organization. You're saying, that's fucking bullshit. You or an asshole. And I'm like, eh. just see how uh, most of these quote unquote movements are extensions of the commodification of value where people don't really have firm, concrete identities. And they're latching onto these things, hanging on for dear life as if it were somehow a personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. You see the people posting about the things and you're like, oh, you're a sick puppy. You're lost. And that doesn't mean everybody's like on that wavelength. It really doesn't. I don't want to put it in these damning absolutes because that's not fair. It isn't. It isn't quite fair. And again, life isn't fair, but that's another conversation altogether. Boom. Gotcha. So, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on it. 
is not everybody is like totally plugged into the hive mind. People have good intentions. They can be activists. They can try to get some things done, be agents of change, make the world better for themselves, their families, their communities, and others. But it eventually, it attracts these, uh, you know, it, uh, it brings in the people who are uh, starving for attention, don't have a lot of validation, don't really know what the fuck's going on. And so they're just like, I want to be a good person. I want to be part of the group. And, um, and that can often ruin it. And then, and then what might have started as a grassroots thing kind of gets infiltrated and gets uh, imploded. You know what I mean? But yeah, this is politics as it is now, at least. Yeah, you used to have, I don't know, I think you used to have, uh, I don't know, political beliefs that would mirror the, those of your family and, uh, and your community at large. And maybe it would extend out a little bit more, but like it wasn't, you weren't expected to be like a quote unquote global citizen, which I think is absurd as an idea, as a concept. You're like, I'm a global citizen. And it's like, yeah, you've got complete solidarity with the people of Azerbaijan, do you not? Yeah, you are lockstep with the people of Tajikistan. That makes sense. Oh, yes. Call your best friend in Myanmar. Why not? Right? Yeah. Quick, have a FaceTime call or use WhatsApp to talk to the people of Rwanda. Or in um, northeastern China. Obviously, you've got your people there. And people are like, you're disgusting. You're an asshole. And I'm like, it, it's just not, it's not possible. You can't have, um, listen, I think people are capable of amazing things. But to uh, assume that you would have the values and that you would be in tune with everybody, it's fucking insane. Just like check yourself a little bit. And also realize that you went from being an epidemiologist, an immunologist, an expert on all things um, related to viruses, bacteria, prions, and fungi. And then you're like, well, now I'm a civil rights attorney and I am going to turn the world on its head and I'm going to stick it to the man. And it's like, it's like, do, do you see how quickly you kind of move from that? Those two things? Do you, are you picking up on that? And do you notice that w when you go on social media, a lot of the times you just feel like garbage afterwards? Yeah. Okay. So I want to say kudos to the people who are actually doing things to affect uh, those around them, their, their friends, their family, uh, their immediate communities. But like, listen, if you're tacking on to whatever is being hailed and um, whatever is being promoted as some kind of global movement, like, I got news for you. You've been duped. You've been duped. And I'm kind of speaking almost directly to the ladies because a lot of these things are targeted at you, babe, babes. And then the dudes who are saying like, I'm with it. I support you, Katrina. They're just trying to fuck you. Okay. Yeah. That's going to come across as, uh, yeah, that's going to come across as yeah, a bit of a bummer for you. You're like, no. Shiloh and Jared, they get me. They're my best friends. And it's like, eh, somebody's got to tell her, right? Somebody, should we, should we tell her? Yeah, they're trying to plow you. So these are all just, uh, these are political thoughts. Yeah, 
as we watch the reality show of American politics. We are probably now in season 13 and I, I'm looking forward to season 14, whatever that looks like. Yosemite explodes. Jack Bauer shows up. Dr. House gives a speech and tells everybody how it really is. You know, Indiana Jones has his whip and he swings across the metaphorical valley of injustice to bring us into pleasant times. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But like the whole thing's pretty manufactured. And like, listen, I may have gotten a a good number of things wrong on this. Okay, on a politics Thursday, it's a little bit tricky. It's a little bit tricky uh, to kind of navigate these things. And listen, I know I've maybe chucked a little shade at a couple people here and there. But really, I'm also going to do you a huge solid. I'm going to absolve you of that responsibility because you got caught up in something that you really didn't understand. You were immersed in it from the time that you were a kid. You had nothing to compare it to. And that's just been your baseline for the way things are. And it's going to be pretty hard to undo that. And you're probably going to have your defense mechanisms activate in a big way. And then you're going to be like, this guy's a piece of shit, garbage, racist, sexist, homophobic, a bigot piece of absolute dog shit. And if you come to that conclusion after thinking about this, I'll give you a week, but you got to think about it for a week and you can't say anything. But if you still feel that way after a week, you know what? I accept it. I'll accept those things. You can use your little idiot magical power words on me. And if you need to do that anyway, just to make yourself feel like you're you're like with it. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. It's funny, though. Most people I know. I would not consider them racist, sexist, homophobic, bigoted, transphobic, or any of these other uh, ridiculous power words. And there will be more ridiculous power words that come out. And you're saying, what do you mean power words? I mean, these words that just you use them to uh, kind of take some kind of stance of moral superiority. Did you notice how the term social distancing caught like wildfire and then everybody just started using it as if uh, it had been around forever and it was like almost as common as happy birthday as a as a phrase? You're like, oh, yeah, social distancing. Like, you get it. Like, we are smart. OK, social distance. Stay inside. Lockdown. Everything's dangerous. You got it. Bill, enjoy your day. Social distance wear a mask, don't wear a mask, wear a mask. And it's just like, what the fuck is happening? I think a lot of people at at least have that vibe. You might not be all the way on my wavelength. You might not buy into all the things I'm saying. You don't have to. But if you have just the simple question of like, hmm, it seems as though things um, and that social attitudes uh, spread uh, like wildfire in this day and age. Yeah, maybe maybe you just have that as a thought. Yeah, I am for a lot of these groups that seem to be struggling, but I am not for their institutional uh, whodunits. And I think it should raise a lot of red flags. It should light up your baloney meter, your bullshit threat matrix when uh, these humongous companies are co-opting these movements. It's astonishing to me that we have so many movements in the past. Kids were really about being anti-establishment. Now you have kids. Uh, the irony in uh, the sheer irony in kids marching 
and being pro-establishment. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. But they don't seem confused by it, which is also confusing, is it not? Anywho, just food for thought. Politics Thursday, Darby cast. Tomorrow's a big day. Tomorrow's a very big day. The world premiere of DJ Bolognese 420 is coming at you hot. And uh, Kyle, I will reiterate, Kyle is still accepting donations through the DarbyCast description link at the bottom of the episode. Kyle has been saving up for a surfboard and it's going to be a longboard and he's going to go toes on the nose. Yeah, he's going to hit the barrel, the pipeline. Okay, we all want that. We all want the video footage. Just be like, wow, that guy gets it. That's what we need. People going out in nature. If you're a chick, hop on a bicycle. Be an HCOB like they are in the Netherlands. HCOB, hot chick on bike. Yeah, do it. And then if you're, you know, if you're a bro, like maybe you don't go to the rallies because you're just trying to fuck some chicks. Like if you're actually into the cause and the movement, you know what? Yeah, go for it. But like, if you're just trying to plow some chick, why don't you just be a little bit more honest with yourself and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to plow these chicks. Yeah, I'm not that successful with ladies because I don't lift weights. And it's like introspection. It's okay. Yeah, do some bicep curls, make some friends. Quit being such a weirdo. Quit making these like really shitty signs. Yeah, Darby cast, tough thoughts, tough, uh, tough whodunits, but you know, you gotta, you gotta let it fly. Tomorrow, DJ Bolognese, 420. And also, donate. Click the link in the bottom of the episode. Go ahead. Integrates with Apple Pay. If you're on an iPhone and you listen on Apple Podcasts, just go ahead. Give a little donation. It's going to Kyle's surfboard. It's a good cause. That's a good cause. You see what I mean? I'm affecting change in the lives of those around me. It's not a national movement, but boy, if it turned into a national movement of uh, Kyle Surfboard, yeah, I'd take out a a website called kylesurfboard.com and just kind of see where that went. No problems, but we'll kind of see where that goes. Like this, subscribe, share, send it to somebody who doesn't really know what the fuck's going on. You know, one of these people who's just like, who just like posts aggressively and then like tries to coach you on how to think. Uh, on social media, they're like, you need to have these attitudes. I have the moral high ground. Anakin, I have the high ground. Right? They view a lot of things through the lens of Star Wars, maybe Harry Potter. We can get into that another time. The politics of Potter. Ja, 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 ja. It was a friend. That will be on another day. Wildcard Friday, DJ Bolognese coming at you hot. Give us five stars, like, share, subscribe.